never give, and never give, and never give up. Welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi Junior High podcast where two black millennials deep dive into a Canadian teen drama from the 80s, because why not? I'm your host, Sonique. And I'm your other host, Lauren. Let's get started. And we're back. We're back, you guys. Take number two. We're trying it again. Yeah, you guys don't know the the trauma, the the, the saga of trying to ep- record this episode. <laughs> trauma. Last time we got together, um, <laughs> Lauren and I, if you could probably still hear, because I'm still kind of like <laughs> congested right now. <laughs> But both of us were sick. I had the flu. Lauren was also sick. Yes. Um, we attempted to record, had some technical difficulties. At that point, we both were like, you know what? <laughs> it, you know, it's not, it's not on the cards. We're just trying to get later. <laughs> exactly. I feel like you guys are getting like our true, like, I call it like the Adele voice. Not the Adele voice, just like the, uh, who's that lady? She was like a black, like, jazz singer. <laughs> She had like this. They were like, "Hey, oh, like a Bill, like a Billy Holiday <laughs> yes. situation." We're just giving you the yeah. Billy Holiday version of our podcast with our voices. Like, <laughs> we've been smoking for like fifty years. <laughs> we've just been chain smoking since last time we heard you guys. You heard us, and we're here. We're back. But it's funny though. So this past week, I've been sick, and my voice has been like this. Like, today's, like, a good day, though. It's been worse than this. And my, one of my students is like, ooh, you have a sexy voice. <laughs> okay, that's funny, because I, w- I was actually thinking about, like, our raspy voices. And I was like, you know what? It's, like, kind of hot, though. I think raspy voices are, like, high-key sexy. Right. Also, is that appropriate? No, it's your not. Students? <laughs> it's not. But they, they kind of, it's, like, this weird lost-in-translation thing where it's, they also have... One time I got asked by a student, they're like, do you have a lover? And lover and translates the same thing as boyfriend. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, but like for in English, like a lover is like, who are you fucking? It's like, whoa. Yeah, so <laughs> I was just like, oh, we don't really say sexy. So, but yeah. But hi. <laughs> Otherwise, how are you doing, Sadiq? Um, I'm doing okay. We're recording this a little bit after Christmas. Oh, yeah. So this past week, my mom. Yeah, merry, merry belated uh, late, late Christmas. Happy holidays to our um, listeners. Yeah, no, uh, my mom was here for the week. So we just hung out with her, and that was nice. How was she doing? Did nice she look. cook, or did Evan cook? No, um, Evan and I cooked. Ooh. Um, as a treat for her, we had a very delicious Christmas dinner. I will say that. I saw it on your Instagram. It came out really it good. Really good. Yeah, guys, if you're not following me on Instagram, then like, why are you even here right now? Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. I feel like every episode I tell them, like, get out. Like, we don't need you here. It's like, and I'm like, no, please don't leave. Um, yeah, but it came out really good. We did. Um, Evan made the duck and it came out really delicious. Oh, y'all fancy. Skin. Yeah, we mixed it up, mixed it up. I figure like Christmas dinner usually kind of boring. I'm like, I don't really want to eat turkey or ham. So we did duck, um, and I made uh, my very special brown butter and sage mashed mashed potatoes, which I make like every year. Okay, very yummy. They're very. I, I I hate to say it, but like I've basically perfected my mashed potatoes, and they're fucking delicious. And I made some like Brussels sprouts, like honey glaze, like bacon Brussels sprouts. Okay. That came out good too. <laughs> so we had like yeah, I'm showing off a little bit. I mean. From knowing you and, and Evan and knowing you guys and your cooking escapades, that's very much you guys. Like, that's what you do, you know? It's very... That's what we do. Yeah, it's it's very much regular for you guys. So, love that. No big deal. How about you? How did you spend um, the holidays in Beijing? Uh, well, Christmas in China, I had the day off. But basically, anytime I have Christmas in China, it's a very weird 
kind of thing. It's like there's no build up to it, which is like good because mm-hmm. you don't you don't really realize how much like you're missing. You know the kind of like holiday season that you're used to in America or in most Western countries, um, which is great. But then once Christmas Eve and Christmas hits, you're like. Oh shit. Like the Christmas blues kind of hit. And so you're just like, and it's very, like, not so much it, okay, Christmas just kind of turns into just a regular day. Like it could be like Labor Day. Like that's the kind of equivalent for Christmas here. And so, Mm -hmm. and so you're just like, okay, it's just another day. I mean, it was still really good. Like my friend Young, who's like my best Chinese friend here, he came to visit me for the weekend, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, it was just a very weird, I don't know. I think the, I I didn't realize until like Christmas night, I was like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. Like, (laughs) you know, like, you know, I'm sure like social media doesn't help it too. Yeah. Like, I think that's something that people don't think about because Christmas can be a really just like a, a depressing time for people. Like if they're away from their families like you or if they have like a strained relationship and like now that everybody has like post like matching pajama pictures, yeah. like, when did this happen? Why is everyone in, where did you guys all find <laughs> pajamas that fit like everyone from age one to like 90, also the dog? Like, how are you all matching? Like, what the fuck? Like, what kind of weird Martha Stewart Pinterest life are you living? I can't. Exactly. And so my family's never really been that way either. So it's really not that big of a, like, it's like, obviously I'm like a missing Christmas, but like Christmas is, is just kind of like a very standard family holiday get together. Like it's not like anything super extravagant. Like it is on Pinterest or Instagram. So that's true. It's like bad for a day. Same for my family. Yeah. It's like bad for a day. And then it's like, okay, like I'm fine. Yeah. And I think especially cause I'm an adult now and like Christmas for me hasn't been like, I haven't had like a really bad Christmases, but Christmas for me isn't, hasn't been like over the top fun since I was a little kid. Exactly. Just because it's like, I get, I usually know what I'm getting for presents. The presents I get now are not like, <laughs> oh, a cool new toy. It's like, like I got luggage from my mom, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not like depressed. It's, it's like nice, like Kenneth Cole, like luggage. I'm enjoying it, but it is like adult presents of like, oh, I got luggage. Perfect. Like this is exactly what I yeah, need. Like, it's not like, oh man, like this cool, like new thing I just got to play with for a day and then throw away, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of like, um, I don't know. I, I, I was telling my mom, I was like, maybe it'll be different once I like, have children. Like, I imagine yeah. Christmas will be very different once I have kids. Because it's like, you know, it brings the fun back into it. But yeah. right now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, we just get together. We eat open presents. It's like, not, it's pretty chill. It's not like... I also, I like low-key, like, I like know lots of people that are exactly like this. And their families are normal. And they're normal people. But like, I think it's because my family is not like that extreme. Like, anytime I like see people, they're like... Hallmark movie like picture perfect Christmas. I'm like, I don't trust you guys. You guys aren't normal. (laughs) (laughs) People like that. I, I mean, again, social media. It's like it's all a front. Like everybody has all their fucking photos of them like together. I'm like, but you like hate your family. Like (laughs) you, you and you took out a second loan to get those presents, right? Like right. Like I, yeah, I saw some trees where I was like. You're you are on a teacher salary. How did you afford all? Like there's no. Yeah, uh, I'm worried about. like next, yeah. Like in a few months, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're moving, we're downsizing." I'm like, "No, you got fucking evicted." Like, <laughs> like I remember, there's this one podcast I listened to, and they were literally like, "Oh, like we're going into bankruptcy for the second time, but like we're gonna make this Christmas count." And I'm like, "What? Like, 
fuck that shit. Like, teach your children, like, the true meaning of Christmas. This is the time to teach them the true meaning of Christmas. Like, Yeah, guys, listeners, I know, like, when you get this, like, Christmas has already happened. I hope none of you have gone into debt because of Christmas. Because <laughs> it's, it's not, it, you know, it's just a consumerist holiday. Like, yes. let's put the Christ back in Christmas. Um, I think we really need <laughs> So like, this podcast becomes like really like I'm like um like you know it's like remember the reason for the season it's Jesus it's not um Walmart so like seriously like you're all gonna <laughs> also okay um well the first time we try to record this I'm ever asking if you or anyone you knew has ever celebrated Kwanzaa because I know it's like either the beginning or end of Kwanzaa right now do you, yeah did you ever celebrate Kwanzaa no. I remember, okay, so, like, I couldn't even explain what Kwanzaa means, even if someone asked me, but I remember in elementary school, it was, like, the three Christmases. You had the white Christian Christmas, and then you had the Jewish Christmas, Hanukkah, and then you had the black Christmas, which is Kwanzaa, and I remember asking my mom one day, I was like, why don't we celebrate Kwanzaa or black? <laughs> like, also, my mom's white, so I don't know why I asked her that. <laughs> I love how, like, you being black means your mom is also black. You're like, we are all here are black. <laughs> but I remember I was like, why don't we celebrate Kwanzaa? Because I think in the realm of the way they were teaching it was like, this is for black people. And I was like, yeah. we should be celebrating this, obviously. And she was like, we don't celebrate that. But then I think as I got older, I was like, no one fucking celebrates Kwanzaa. I know some people who do, and they're a very oh, specific type of black person. <laughs> like, a lot of them are usually, like, do they change black their American, name? people like that, and, like, who are, like, really kind of hotepish, like, really into, like, <laughs> like that's going back to Africa. Like, hotepish? I love not, I'm, I'm not saying this to, like, shit on Kwanzaa, because some people celebrate and love it. I also grew up in an African household where, like, they, my family didn't understand, like, and it, I understand the importance of it because, like, it's when it was created, it was like, first off, all, all holidays are, are constructs. Someone yeah. all, all holidays are invented. So, like, I don't, I'm not on, like, the camp of, like, oh, it's a fake holiday. No, it's a holiday. Like, yeah. someone, you know, created it. I understand the importance of it in terms of, like, black consciousness and, like, you know, when it happened, it was, like, you know, the black power movement, people, like, really getting into, like, their blackness and, like, pan-Africanism and yeah. all that. That being said, as an African person, <laughs> it's not something any of us do. Exactly. It's kind of a, a – my mom came to the States, I think it was, like, for she came for her master's degree in the 80s. Mm-hmm. She got asked that question a lot if she celebrated Kwanzaa. And she was like, I had never heard of this. Like, what is Kwanzaa? She did not know what it was. <laughs> It's literally taught to us as like this is the traditional black holiday that goes back to Africa. <laughs> and right. It's like, and it's like no, no it's, it's really not. not. So my mom was just being upfront with us. She was like, We don't celebrate that, like and no one that really does. And we knew one we know one family at our church that celebrated it, but they were like hotepish, you know. Yeah, like like oh like we were at, we were queens and kings and I'm like, okay, like <laughs> I could go on a whole thing about that too. It's like I understand why people say that because it's a way to like kind of like as a response like yeah. white supremacy and the oppression of black people. That being said, I'm not – I'm we're just – we're black people and we just want to be treated like people. We're not – I'm not a queen. I'm just a person who has wants and needs and that's all I want is to be treated equally. That's really it. I don't need anyone to treat me like a queen. Like it's fine. <laughs> anyone, anyone trying to be out here trying to wish – 
happy Kwanzaa to Sneak and I. You're talking to the two wrong people. Like, we're not... Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> don't come to us with that you're my Nubian queen, like, bullshit. Like, we're not here for it, okay? I'm like, I'm not Nubian. Like, that's a whole ethnic group. You can't just call people Nubian. Like, that's, like, a whole group of people that exists. Like, it's like... I can go to a whole rant about, like, people who I go to. There's, like, how, like... Because also the whole Kwanzaa thing that, like, is confusing for me mm-hmm. is because, like, okay... All of, like so, all of the words like each day like signify as like a, a certain like ideal. I feel which like are all you Swahili. you know more about it than I do. I just remember it was like it was a celebration of feasts. Sis, I remember this from like Sesame Street. It's not even like because I I know this from like I think some child children's show where what, told what me about white it, person like, was like we need to teach this to the matches masses, but like there's like, just all, such a small percentage of people that actually celebrate Kwanzaa. Especially because like, I I think which is weird too because I mean I guess it's just like. It's trying to be inclusive, but I wish we would also just talk more when we're talking about the holiday seasons about like the non big three because there's other holidays that are being celebrated around this time as well like that Yule we don't. Yeah, like solstice and yes. all that stuff. But um, no. So the way they went Kwanzaa to me though, and this is like my last my last point about Kwanzaa because I can talk this about is our it all TED day. Talk about Kwanzaa, you guys. <laughs> is that like okay with Kwanzaa, right? Like. Each day signifies like a thing, similar to Hanukkah in mm-hmm. a way. No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm wrong. Hanukkah is like celebrating the. But if we're gonna be honest, they they have their own like uh, menorah of Kwanzaa, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's like made out of wood called, or something. It's called um. It is though, but like it's a a kim- a, a kimara. It's just like a, like a something. There's a menorah and a. I don't know what it is. I again, I don't celebrate. I don't know anything. I hope I'm not offending anybody, but like I'm not. I don't celebrate it. Honestly, like, we're we're sorry if we offend anybody, but at the same time, like every day, us. like signifies a thing, and all of the words. I think it's like emoja is one of them, but they're all Swahili, right? Mm-hmm. So one language. It's all like yeah. The issue with it is that the majority of Black Americans that live in America today, like when Kwanzaa was created. Are descendants of West Africans because of American mm-hmm. chattel slavery. Ever heard of it? Transatlantic <laughs> slave trade. Are you listening, listener? Like that was a thing that happened, and has you, I, not. I'm not going to go on a slavery rant, but that happened. <laughs> the problem, though, is Swahili is a language that is spoken primarily in Southern and Eastern Africa. Yeah. So I'm like, why is Swahili? Why is that the language that? people are like holding on to here as part of this holiday. This is to celebrate Africanism and being African and being a black person in America. But it's like the languages should actually be the ones from West Africa. What happened there? As a West African, I'm insulted. I'm like, what? Why are we not being represented here? (laughs) Here's my theory. And this is what we're going to close on. I think that Kwanzaa was honestly created by a white man that just try to group all of them together. They're like, listen, they got their, they got the white Christmas, they got the Hanukkah. Let's just mix them together, and we'll play, we'll create Kwanzaa, and we'll give them a wooden menorah, and we'll throw some Swahili on it, and it'll be a day. Like it'll be fine. <laughs> hey, you know what they, you know what, you know what the blacks really need? It's 1970. You know what they really need? They need a holiday. Oh. They'll stop, they'll stop complaining about racism if they if we give them a holiday. If we just give if we just give them if we just give them a black holiday, they'll just shut up about all of you know disenfranchisement and police brutality. All right, that's what they need. All right, all right. But you know we're right though. You know we're like we finally discovered it all. This podcast is so this episode is so off the rails. I, 
listeners, is that what you came here for? <laughs> I feel like we have to put like a warning in the beginning. Like fast forward like 15 minutes if you don't hear something. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, put, I'll, put I'll put it in there. I'll put it in there. But welcome to Everybody Wants Something, a Degrassi Junior High podcast where two black millennials talk about Kwanzaa. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Sadiq. And I'm your host, Lauren. Let's talk about racism. <laughs> <laughs> On this very special episode of Everybody Wants Something, we talk about Kwanzaa. <laughs> Moja. Anyway, so... <laughs> so sorry this week's episode season two episode five stage fright um air date february 1st beginning of black history month it all makes sense oh my gosh it's full circle (laughs) 1988 a synopsis caitlin is diagnosed as having epilepsy and her embarrassment complicates things Mm, okay (laughs) okay wikipedia that was shitty meanwhile shy michelle fears giving a class speech that was the episode um you know Something funny about Degrassi. Um, Degrassi. Why do you say fucking Degrassi? What the Degrassi. Fuck is Degrassi. Degrassi. The thing about Degrassi, a lot of times they like, they'll have a serious A plot and then like the B plot is kind of supposed to mirror like the A plot in a way. Like a little like kind of like, oh, it's not as important, but we're, we're going to talk about like stage fright. But it's also, yeah. I don't know. I, I Michelle is another character similar to an LD where I'm just like, girl, get a grip. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, girl, get a grip. Like, get it together. Like, do the speech real quick. Get your, collect your A and move on. Um, anyway, yes. we had our cold open and Caitlin's, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I haven't watched the episode since I did the notes. <laughs> oh, I haven't either. So it's going to be great. <laughs> and my first note is like, Caitlin's brain waves are being measured by her doctor, which is like, kind of threw me off. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah. No. So she's in, um, she's at like the doctors and they yeah. have her hooked up. To like a like a machine, EC, and they're like ECG. it's very it's very sci-fi. Is that what it's called? Oh no, it's uh, EKG is for your heart. Electro now, I've also been drinking a little bit of beer, so my brain is like, what's that from college? You know, but no, it's it's the it's the EKG for your brain. That's basically what it is. It's not EKG. Yeah, your guess it's, is, it's a different acronym. Your guess is as good as mine. Electroencephalogram, EEG. I'm a E-E-G. genius. So, Caitlin, yeah, she's getting her brain, like, measured or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. Um, it is scary. And she's, like, breathing. It yeah, is scary. And, like, the, and I feel like the doctor's just, like, breathe in and out. It's very sci-fi and weird. Yeah. And I also, my note for this scene is that the screen thumbnail for this scene, so this, if you were watching it on YouTube, her face during the... EEG is like her with all the kind of wires and stuff attached to her, but there's all mm-hmm. this cotton like I guess, like attached to the electrodes as well. Like, but there's like these electrodes like on her chin, also connected with cotton. And I remember when seeing the um, when seeing the thumbnail for the video, like because I've I've been seeing it as a preview for a long time, waiting to watch it. But it looked like it was foam coming out of her mouth, like as if <laughs> oh, she's no. as if as if she's having a seizure during the the test. But she's not. It's just like, and I don't like what was going on in the eighties that they had to put so much cotton on during the test. I don't know. Yeah, I'm also wondering would they put it all on her chin too? I mean, I guess so. I also like, I don't put it past Degrassi to just like not like do any research and just like throw some wires on her face and be like this is a test <laughs> like you know <laughs> <laughs> it's also funny to touch though is that like while that's happening the sound of the machine <gasps> starts to cue up 
to the beginning of the theme song. I was like, that's actually Yo. like pretty um, artistic of Degrassi. Transition into that intro flawlessly. Like it was like it was like early like house music where it's just like we're gonna you know you don't know when that beat is gonna drop and you're just like oh 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 shit like it's. You literally did not. I love how you're like. I love how you're like watching this girl get an EEG, and you're like, "Damn, can't wait for this beat to drop." Like I'm at the music festival, like be like, "Oh shit, they just mixed those two songs." Like that's crazy, you know. It's like I'm at Glastonbury. It's great. So after that happens, after the theme song, Caitlin's in the car with her mom, and she's like, "Mom." Mom, I want to audition for a play. And her mom is worried because Caitlin has epilepsy. And I'm like, you know, it's too bad that Google wasn't a thing because her parents really could have benefited from Googling epilepsy and understanding that, like, Caitlin can still have been a play. Like, right. What do you think? Like, but then I'm like, like I, know, I know someone who has epilepsy and it's like she lives a very full life. She takes her medication and she's fine. Okay. My, okay. <laughs> yes. But I feel like, I guess my understanding of this is like, it's still pretty early on in the diagnosis. And so like there's, okay, there's this documentary series I watched about like pets and dogs and people's lives. And the episode that I was watching was about like service dogs. And there was this one girl who mm-hmm. like basically was epileptic and she had like like 10 to 15 seizures a day. So I yeah. guess I guess that's kind of like what they were like. I guess they didn't know like how severe it was. I mean, that's true. I'm not trying to, like, I, I hope I didn't sound like I was like, like, isn't this like a pill you take? Like, no, no, you're, you're definitely right. No, you can have like yeah, severe, yeah. like, you know, epilepsy. Yeah. But up until this point, it's like, yeah, that's she true. had one seizure over the holidays. I'm like, guys, Let's and, just and the doctor still see. sent let's, her let's, back let's to school. Like she was fine. Yeah, I think she's okay. It's like yeah. you know, but you know what? I'm not a parent. Maybe when I, when I if I ever have a child who has a condition because it's a chronic illness, and technically, at least according to like the ADA, it's a disability. It is. Maybe it'll be very different. But I, I was just like, her parents just overall, it felt like I understand their concern, but I also feel like they were very ableist and just kind of like, <laughs> Kaylin, yeah. you can't, you just can't live a normal life anymore. It's like no. Don't, don't say that to her. Like, God. like Because I feel like yeah. usually in shows like this, when a child is diagnosed with something, the parents try their best to be like, you know, you don't have to be ashamed. Like, you can yeah. still live a normal life. The parents were, like, really high-key, just like, well, life's over, Caitlin. Guess, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're epileptic now. It's like, God, relax. I, I also thought it was, okay, so, like, her mom was being so dramatic about it. And then Caitlin was like, as long as I take my medicine, I'll be okay. And then I wrote down, and then she doesn't even take the fucking medicine. She takes no precautions at all. Caitlin's like, oh, like, mom, like, it'll be okay. And I'm like, yes, Caitlin, you will be okay. But at the same time, you can't just, like, go about your life with no medication or no precautions at all. Like, you still I'm like, yeah, you're, you're only, you're only going to be okay if you take the medicine. Like, you don't. Oh you will not be okay. She also doesn't wear her medical alert bracelet. Oh. Her mom's mad at that, too. I'm like, yeah, Caitlin, you really should wear that. Because if you have a seizure... Out in the world, people need to know that like she's epileptic. They need to know what's happening. Like she, it's important to wear that. She, she, because her mom handed her the medicine. She's like, "You forgot this in her bathroom," and I'm like, "Fucking Kayla forgot her medicine." She takes off her medical alert bracelet. Like you're asking for things to go wrong. Like at the top of the show, she's living on the wild side. 
she's like really just like she's living like, on the edge I'm, you know it's because she has a headband on now so she's like i'm edgy she's like i'm edgy i'm gonna make this plot line kick you know like i'm gonna make this like a, an edgy i'm gonna bring the, i'm gonna bring the drama okay yes. and it all starts with me not taking my epilepsy medication mm-hmm. and like girl it's not worth it exactly but she also is concerned because she doesn't want her friends to know about her condition I get that, yeah which is understandable because the kids at the end of the day they everyone wants to be just like their friends Oof. and no one wants to be the different or be the odd man out i mean if i was caitlin i probably would have been the same way but i guess now as an adult i'm like you gotta take that shit seriously but you know now i'm like i mean i also just like love attention so i would have told everyone i have epilepsy because i want i have i I want people to care about me (laughs) and just like can someone just look at me like (laughs) someone i went around telling people i had rickets once because i had to take (laughs) iron supplements I was telling Evan, like, I have rickets. I was like, no, you think you don't have rickets. It sounds like, like something I have, like, I don't understand. I have scurvy. Like, <laughs> it's like, ooh, I got prescribed iron pills. I have rickets. Wait, is rickets the I ones where you're like bones? Like, you become like bow legged and your knees touch? Is that Yeah, rickets? it's like, well, if it, it's because kids can get it in some parts of the world where they aren't. You know, where they're like, you know, I shouldn't make fun lie to that. Kids, no, a lot of a lot of older people here in China have bo- have knees that touch like that because of rickets. They probably have are bow legged because they probably mm-hmm. had rickets as children, mm-hmm. and then it can cause deformities and stuff. But I don't know. I just wanted my boyfriend to pay attention to me, so I told him I had rickets. I just want to have rickets, Evan. Jeez, Evan, I have screamy, screamy orange. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm the most obnoxious person in the world. All right, so in our next scene. Um, on over the PA, we get announcement for auditions for Love's Fresh Face, which is a play. Ooh, I didn't hear that. It That's sound- nice. Yeah, it sounds like an ad for like a soap. Like, <laughs> what's what's that? Damon- it doesn't sound like a play. Like, it what- sounds like Damon King is like directing the like a screenplay that he wrote. Like, he sold it out to middle schools <laughs> to like. <laughs> He's like, well, lost the my acting career. Guy? Yeah, so the soap opera guy that tried to sleep with Stephanie K, David King. He's like, well, I got, I got me too. So I guess I'm gonna start writing plays. Yeah, <laughs> like Stephanie K, like, luck, like nothing happened to her, luckily. But like, there was definitely people that came out afterward. They were like, yeah, no, he definitely raped me. And then David King was like, well, gotta make some money somehow. So, you know. <laughs> oh no, I hate that. I know. Um, so she's, um, Caitlin's in the washroom, the girl's washroom, and she's about to take her pill, but Kathleen walks in, she hides it. Cause like, un- understandable, Kathleen's a fucking busybody. She hides it, and Kathleen, like, she, cause, cause like Caitlin was out of, you know, commission or whatever, so yeah. everyone thought she had the flu. And Kathleen's like, I never get the flu. I'm like, what are you fucking perfect? Like, who never Ugh. gets the flu? I literally just recovered from the flu. We are literally, and I'm damn, dying I'm right damn now. near perfect. Okay. We are Kathleen. perfect. We may have scurvy and rickets, but we're doing fine. Okay. Like. Yeah. And I'll tell everyone I have those things. So they'll look at me. Kathleen asks Kate, um, Caitlin if she's auditioning and apparently they're going out for the same part. And I'm like, ooh, some like competition. You know, there's going to be drama. Absolutely. But she doesn't take her pill, which is the first time. Um, I'm, I'm also assuming throughout the sh- so throughout the episode, or at least like throughout the day, Caitlin keeps going to take her pill and then not. Yeah. So I'm like, has she just not taken the medicine at all today? Like, is that no. just is that still her first pill for the I day think so. that she's not taken? Yeah. Lord have mercy, Caitlin, come on. You're going. I know. Like this is <laughs> it's a it's a seizure waiting to happen. Honestly, like ugh. like honey, like you're gonna have a seizure. Um. So in the next scene, Joey is still trying to convince the Zit Remini that. Some guy wants to hear their demo. Oh my gosh! And, 
I'm like, oh my god! And Snake like, um, Snake's like, oh, the guy drives a delivery truck, and I'm like, he's going to kidnap all of you in that del- that same delivery truck. He's gonna throw all of you back there with your bass guitar and everything. That is the beginning of a, of a sex trafficking ring, like if I ever heard one. Oh yeah, I'm like, as we know, Toronto is a sex trafficking hub. Like you kids are gonna get stolen. Yep. By this guy, um, and there'll be no Liam Neeson to come get you Never. because that movie hasn't been made yet. So, <laughs> uh, so Joey points. So we see Michelle, and he calls her Mouse because she's like really quiet and like basically. Yeah. Michelle's only personality trait is I'm shy. It's like oh my god, get over yourself, honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I feel like, like, part of me is, like, like Michelle, like, <laughs> less the sense of, like, okay, I think it's what's weird about Michelle, and we're getting to it later, Michelle obviously has friends, like, she has, um, what's her name? The one that got Stephanie K's clothes. Oh, Alexa. She has, she has Alexa as a friend, like, she obviously has friends, so I think for me, like, in middle school, like, I had friends, but, like, I was super shy around, like, anyone that wasn't my friend, and I hated uh-huh. But at the same time, like, I would never have gotten made fun of be- for being shy. So I, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, a weird Joey, like, dig. I'm like, who makes fun of someone for being shy? Like, that's weird. Yeah, if anything, when you're shy, you're just ignored. Right? But also, I think Michelle gets under my skin because I also used to be a very shy kid growing up. Yeah. I'm not shy anymore. Yeah. And I think, I think I'm just projecting because I see myself in her. I'm just like, ugh. Girl, oh, get a grip. Oh like, my gosh. Relax. It's like, not all serious. You have to do is so shy. Give it's a fine. fucking speech. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know? Like, give a fucking speech. Like, shut up. Like, I don't know. And also, I just, I, I hate characters. And I think this is like one of Degrassi's issues when it comes to like side characters. They just give them one personality trait. So it's just like, yes. oh, I'm Michelle. I'm shy. I'm LD. I wear a trucker hat. Like, what? <laughs> like, who are you? Like, why is that who you are? Like, is there anything? Like, there's no depth. It's just like, Oh, I'm, I'm so shy and I get called mouse and also Joey weird bullying moment like yeah. that is weird why is are you picking on her because she's shy it's so stupid um, but in our next scene um, Caitlin's like oh happy birthday girl and to Susie <laughs> and Susie <laughs> Susie is like having a sleepover and Kathleen calls Melody a sex craved um, sex starved maniac because all because Mel's like, yes. hey, like we can talk about boys tonight, or like, oh no, she's like, oh, let's invite some boys. I know. And like Kathleen's like being extra. I'm like, why is anyone still friends with her? Like, I know. Melly's obviously joking. Like, relax. Let's slut shame people. Um, I thought that it was funny because, oh, obvi- okay, I wouldn't have been ex- as extreme as Kathleen, but I definitely would have been like, oh, you're gonna invite boys to a sleepover. Like, I would have been like in shock and awe. Like, honestly, I'd be like, boys can come to sleepovers. Like, that's scandalous. Like, I would have been that person, but I would have said to the extreme that Kathleen did. I yes, thought it- Mel, you're a sex starved maniac. I'm like, <laughs> what? And she, she after, it? <laughs> after that, she's like, do you want to end up like Spike? And I was like, oh, oh, oh. my god. That's so true. I, I, yeah, she totally said that. Mm. And I was like, wow, like, okay, like, just because she wants to talk about boys or invite boys. And we know Melanie's not serious about inviting boys over. Right? Like, she literally just, like, was scared to go on a date with Spike, with, um, with Snake. Stop like using Spike Kathleen as, like, the is, example. Ugh. Kathleen is projecting so much shit onto people. And I'm like, what happened to you? Like, we all know, like, your mom, but, like, what else happened to you that you were this extreme, you know? And also just this, like, buttoned up. Like, right? you're such, like, a little, like, 
buttoned up a little crude. Okay, super side note, because I feel like we're getting to the next episode that I actually watched before. But I feel like Kathleen's mom definitely, like, probably got into, like, super... Because, you know, like, any addict gets, like, super religious and, like, super into something, like, while getting clean. And then they'll, like, fall back into it. So I feel like at some point, like, Kathleen's mom got, like, super into, like, a church slash cult. And then Kathleen was young enough to get get impressioned by it. And then now she just, like, is is just, like, the voice of God to everyone being like, that's a sin. Like, you can't do that. I could so see that. Like, she got, like, super into the 12 steps. Because 12 steps had to kind of, like, a Christian, like, kind of back thing. She got, like, too into it. Oh, my God. It reminds me of this movie. I just, like, there's a movie. Have you ever seen this? It's called Holiday Heart. No. It is a, it's a very black movie that sometimes, like, comes on BET, like, around the holiday season. I yeah. watched it a few weeks ago. And it's about, like, it stars Ving Rhames, like, and he plays, like, a drag queen. And, yeah, it, it, I don't know why Ving Rhames <laughs> playing a drag queen. Because, like, he just, let's just say Ving Rhames in drag is not a very pretty lady. Okay. And, I'm, like, they could have okay. found an actor who probably was, like, a more convincing drag queen. Like, or, like, an actual drag see. queen, you know? That, too. I mean, like, why, where was RuPaul? Exactly. There's so there's Where was so RuPaul? many like, shoes from. Go hire, go hire RuPaul. Like RuPaul would have been great in this. But um, anyway, Ving Rhames plays a drag queen, and like um, he meets this, um, or she, she rather. Well, she's in drag. She's just she. I, I think it goes by he though. So he meets this family, and it's like this woman played by Alfred Woodard, who I love, and she's a mom in Crooklyn. If you haven't seen that, like oh, go stop yes. listening to this podcast, go watch the movie. It's so good. But um, she's like a crack like head, and she has a daughter, and like he like finds them and like tries to save them basically. But then at some point, the mom gets clean, and she becomes like really religious and goes to church all the time, and then she relapses, and then she leaves her daughter, and then she's raised by a drag queen. It's an interesting movie. I feel like it's also like. Could it also be a Tyler Perry movie? Possibly, you know? <laughs> it could be a Tyler Perry movie. It's not, but like... Thank goodness. It could be. Yeah. Like, they have, like, a, the same kind of, like, um vibe. A lot happens in that movie. It is very strange. Anyway. So, basically, um, so- <laughs> Ka- Kathleen's life is just, is just the white version of that. I wish Kathleen was raised by a drag queen. Like, oh. she'd be so much cooler. Oh, my gosh. Can we imagine? I mean, just- she wouldn't have been so homophobic about Caitlyn maybe so, being a lesbian. So like, many things. Kathleen would have been would have been more woke than Melanie, which is saying a lot. Kathleen would have been like Kathleen would have been like the intersectional feminist we wish she could be. Uh, If only she constantly disappoints us. We'll be right back after a quick break. Um, so, but when they're still in the classroom, they're talking and Caitlin starts sh- staring into the distance and I'm guessing she's having like a petite, is it like, I know they have a grand mall and like petite it mall seizure. It is called an absent seizure. So there's two oh, kinds. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. There's basically two kinds of seizures. There's the seizure where you're like seizing and you're shaking and kind of like very rigid. And then there's the absent seizure where you're not aware that you're staring off into distance. Um, and like the kind of daydreaming type seizure that she was having before her like seat. I don't even know what the active seizure. I don't know what's called, but so I know I've heard people say grand mall and like, is, yeah. is that not used anymore? I have no idea, but I don't know if that's real. I remember hearing that, but like I, think, I always felt like the grand mall seizure was the one where like people like fall I, on the I ground. Think that's and, like, prob- that, I think this that's, was, I think that's still used. Yeah. I don't know. If that's no, yeah, I yeah. think it's still used. Okay, yeah. listeners, if anyone out there knows a lot more about um, seizure disorders or epilepsy, let us know. Are I'd love any to of you epileptic? About- like, let us know. Did you like really like 
like relate to <laughs> so this episode to disclose to disclose their you, could, you could do it anonymously, anonymously. <laughs> like hey anyone out there <laughs> do you want to be the spokesperson for epilepsy like, hit us up like, what <laughs> that happens so, okay that's what's happening yeah. when she's having like that type of seat okay cool well not cool but like yeah under- that makes more sense now so like she doesn't realize it's happening and i'm like girl take your pills I know. also okay you need your meds right now uh, this this thing I, I obviously times have changed since then but at the, at the beginning when um caitlin's mom drops her off she's like your principal knows and i'm like why does not all of her why do her teachers not all know like you know like why is this not like public knowledge around the rest of the teachers and staff at the school that she is also epileptic like that's a good question because i imagine the principal knows the nurse probably knows because that's usually the school nurse usually knows when there's a student who has like um any kind of condition because i remember like some kids having to go to like having to go to the nurse's office to take medication because they weren't they wouldn't give the kids like well as we got older like elementary school usually it was like and middle school gave the too. nurse the medication and so yeah and you had to go to the nurse's office to take your whatever you had to take and then come back yeah i don't know i'm like that's something that definitely at least the adults that she's around should know about i guess it's the 80s like no one really cared they're like eh, it's just fine <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i believe i buy that just because it's like i think today especially we're a lot more aware of just like kids in school who might need like additional support yeah. and like yeah, I don't know. It's like, there's a lot of people are just dropping the ball on this episode in this girl's health. Um, but she still has a crush on Rick, apparently. Yeah, she does. And um, also, Miss Avery is teaching about the evolution of the solar system because I don't know what class this is. What the fuck? I want to compile a list of all the things that Avery has taught. And I'm like, can someone please tell me what class this is? Because, like, literally. There are two teachers at the school. It's Miss Rich and Miss Avery, and they teach all the subjects. But apparently, like, I've not, le- I've not seen them learn math. Or science. I guess this is kind of science class, but, like, besides that, not not much else. One day we're going to walk in, like, onto Avery's class, and she's, like, giving a lecture on abnormal psychology or something. It's <laughs> like, like, what? Like, she's like, so call Jung. I'm like, what? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't understand what's happening. Like, oh, my God. The Canadian school system. Hey, Canadians out there, did you have more than two teachers? Let us know. Did you have two? Did you have? Okay, question. Instead of a one room schoolhouse, did you have a two room schoolhouse that just with two teachers that tell you everything? Is that a thing? Is that is that the true story of Degrassi Junior High? Let us know. <laughs> we're so ridiculous. Um, so in the next scene, we're in Raj's class, and this kid named Wiley is giving Wiley. this dumbass speech about watching TV, and I'm like, Wiley's a moron. Like he's like, yeah, so I like to watch TV because it's fun. Like what is wrong with you? And I, honestly, Michelle, after seeing that, you really shouldn't be that worried about this speech because like honestly, the bar is set so low. Really. Like honey, like why? Wiley literally just talked about like sitting at home watching tv it, like you and are he, gonna do great. he prepared and had note cards and he still did terribly like you'll be fine um like michelle is so do you remember having to give speeches in school definitely not in middle school i remember in high school like i i think one of my most vivid memories of a presentation was a presentation that i did terrible on because i think it was like my first like it's the first powerpoint presentation i remember having to give like i think (laughs) i think probably i had to before but i never really remember having to stand up and give a presentation um until 
U.S. history, AP U.S. history, Mr. White. Do you remember him? Shout out, Mr. White. I know you're listening. Shout out. We, Sadiq and I used to always think you look like John Lennon, and he still does. Oh, he so looked like John Lennon. Yes. Um, and I remember, like, it was my, we had to give, like, I don't even remember the topic of it, but I decided to give a presentation about, like, Motown singers. And it was the first, like, PowerPoint presentation I had to give by myself. And I remember having to, like, I remember we didn't have PowerPoint, like, on our family's computers, so we had to, like, go out and physically get the CD to, like, download it onto our our family computer. And I remember I was like, this is so high-tech. Like, it was, like, the most, like, newest version of PowerPoint, so I felt, like, super legit. And I remember I spent so much time, I was like, I was making it so artistic. I tried to have music in it, which didn't end up happening, because I didn't realize how that worked. And then I remember... All of my PowerPoint slides were just pictures of of Motown singers and their names. And that was my entire presentation. <laughs> and it was like... And it was like did, you, I, did you have like supplemental information that no. you were talking about? Or were you just like, this is a no. picture of... This is Barry Gordy. This is Smokey Robinson. This is <laughs> Diana Ross. <laughs> Again, this is my first present. Like, I, I don't think... like. I don't think I had an idea of like what, like no, we were never at that point. We weren't taught like, I think maybe we were, but I think at my point I was like, this is the cool presentation. And I remember like during it, like we had to give a presentation and then we also had to wear a costume or something to it. So I, I wore this like, like cheap fedora looking hat. Like I couldn't really come up with anything else. And I remember the entire presentation was just me like clicking through the slides and like, this is Jackie Rob. This is um, Smokey Robinson. This is The Temptations. Like, it was just, and then I remember getting a bad grade on it. And then I remember, like, I would be like, oh, why did I get a bad grade? But then, like, instantly after, I was like, Lauren, you didn't do anything. Like, of course you got a bad yeah, you, you didn't You didn't talk. Did you even, like, explain what Motown, what, like, what? I think I did at the beginning. But then, like, I probably had, like, 30 plus slides of just pictures. But but I finessed it. I had all pictures in black and white. Like, none of them were color. So it was, like, a little bit edgy, you know? Aw, <laughs> oh, Lauren. You poor, poor thing. But, like, that's the one and only presentation I have in my mind because it was so bad. So it was a learning experience. I feel like I gave a lot of presentations like in high school and one that stands out to me. Um, so in, in my English class, um, I think I'm like, had like 10th or 11th grade. I had to do like, we do two speeches, uh-huh. like, but, like, they're like separated out. Wait, we who, two who was your teacher? Miss Blyton. Oh, I had, I had Miss um, Adkins. Yeah. Like she had us do the speech thing and like, we, could just, we could do a speech on anything we wanted, like literally anything. So, um, one of them I did about like violence in media and like its effects on like children. And I was like, oh, like it's not really the reason okay, for violent kids or like violence. <laughs> I listen. This, this shows the difference between Sadiq and I. <laughs> I was like, here's the pictures of Motown singers. And Sadiq's like, you guys are going to get woke today. Like, get ready. <laughs> well, no, listen, that part wasn't even the woke part, was the other speech is the woke one. So I. Oh my god, that's just a little baby SJW. Um, so I decided, well not really, I was talking about like, um, I don't know what case, I can't remember what case this was, but basically there was a case that came out of Louisiana, I think, where like some black students had been like 
harassed or whatever by like some racist white kids uh-huh. and they had like um hung nooses or something around the school or they did something and like the kids i think the black kids were like um were punished for it or something like i don't know the whole story but yeah. this was like years ago but i decided to talk about that and like um like racism and like discrepancy between like the policing of black children versus white kids and i started off my speech and I was like, I don't know, I started off just kind of giving background information and I was like, I know that a lot of times black people get accused of pulling the race card, but I'm going to. And I literally pulled out a, a index. Mind you, I was the only black person in this class. It was all white. Um, I pulled out the next card that just said the word race in red and I threw it down. Oh my God. Literally, like, I think when I'm on my deathbed and I'm like, I'm just like, my life is flashing through uh-huh. like, my, my eyes, that will be one of the moments. Oh my I God, I love that. I got an A for it and my teacher was very proud of me when Fuck I did yeah. it, but it was just kind of like, I don't I don't know why I did that part. I, I just decided to add a little oomph. Um, yes. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to school these white kids today. <laughs> so, um, speeches. Um, so, but like, has to get one. I, I, I don't, like, I think... For me, I'm more related to Wiley and Michelle in this episode because my speeches were so shit. (laughs) We're like, now I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll give a speech. Like, it'll be great. But like, back then I was like, uh, what? What's a speech? Like, But the funny thing about me back then, even though I still consider myself to be shy, I didn't mind public speaking. Oh. Like, I, I, I didn't hate it. Like, I was able to kind of just turn it on and do it and like, be fine. And even today, like, even I'll get like nervous to public speak but yeah sometimes but it's like oh i just you know you just do it and wow. it's not a big of a deal honestly like people no one's listening to your speech anyway so just like do what you have to do to get your grade um yeah so like michelle has to give the speech she doesn't want to joey teases her um alexa's like trying to encourage her and i'm like i don't care about this i want to hear about caitlin her epilepsy honestly exactly. i don't care about <laughs> michelle caitlin literally is speech. possibly gonna die like we we don't care about the speech L- caitlin literally has like a chronic illness like and we hear about michelle like oh i'm shy like shut <laughs> up girl like just not do the, the speech same. yeah i'm shy so um <laughs> next scene uh caitlin's in the hallway and we get like a random part where like um maya she's just a girl in a wheelchair and she's like hey caitlin watch your toes and then she just wheels away, and I was like, was that, like, their diversity moment? Like, what? I think, also, that was definitely cut out of my, oh, real- It should have been cut out of mine, too, because it was so, like, I don't know they're trying to do, like, a whole, like, hey, like, disabilities, right? Yeah. But it was, like, literally, she just shows, and she's like, hey, watch your toes, and then she wheels away, and I was like, Do you think that she says okay, that like- all the time in the hallway? We never see her again. Like, we see her again in the show, but we never see her again in the episode. I was like, yeah. why was that there? Like, that was so, like what i was just it was just a really weird like good for you that it was cut out for you because i was like <laughs> i thought this was gonna happen like they're gonna talk and she's like watch toes leaves <laughs> like, okay it's like it's like when they're like trying to be like we're gonna throw blt in a scene to make it diversified it's like it literally i think it's just a, it was a diversity moment yeah like it's very sesame street diversity moment of like yeah. hey look she's in a wheelchair and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> um so caitlin is once again she- trying to take her pill but then Susie comes up, and I'm like, if there's one person you could take your pill in front of, it's Susie. Like Susie right. will, I also like she's like, like back. She won't tell anybody. Like she literally is trying to take it in the hallway at the water fountain. Like if you're trying to do it secretly, that like that's not the place. Like you don't do it in the hallway between classes. You know, like <sighs> also just like if she was smart, go to the ba- go to the bathroom stall, and then thank take, you. At least put it in your mouth. 
Then like, you go to the fountain and then you take a sip and then you take the pill. It's that simple. I don't know why it was this like <laughs> Caitlin is so like stressed about things. I'm like, you could really just go to the bathroom and just take it and right. go in the stall and no one will know. But it's a TV show. We have to have some drama, so okay, that has to happen. What is the next scene? Because my next my next note. Wait, I'm sorry. Before before yeah. the next scene, I'm, I'm an asshole. I have to say this. Kathleen is. T- she comes by them and she's like, "Oh, I'm getting." She's like so into like she's ready to audition. And she's like, yeah, "I did like the the monologue to my mom and she was brought to tears." And I was like, "Your mom was fucked up, and that's why she's already crying." No, okay, <laughs> your that, mom just drunk cried to no, you. It's, it's all because that I think I think someone said someone like muttered to themselves, "Tears of boredom." I bet. Yeah, because I wrote that yeah, down. Because she's talking to Mel and she's like. She's talking, yeah, she's talking to them. She's like, yeah, my mom was brought to tears. And someone said that. And I was like, no, tears of just being drunk. And she's just crying about her destroyed life. Oh, my gosh. Honestly. Wow. But we're at the auditions. And, ooh, Rick is, he's a stage technician because he's ooh. like, um, I'll be my girl. Caitlin's going to be in this play and I'm going to be near her. Right. Even if it means I'm up in the wings. I'm gonna be near. Her. He's like he's like a like a like a rebel techie, you know. Like he's like yeah. on a stage crew. Yeah, all the bad boys are like, "Hey, he's, I'm gonna do the lights, he, right?" Like, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make you look good, baby girl. I'm gonna lights. I'm gonna have those lights on your face and look so good. Like he's he's that <laughs> like he's that guy that's like, "Oh, I got big muscles. Like I'm gonna like pull the curtain for you," you know? Yeah, he's like, I can pull this curtain so fast, right? He's like tie. He's like tie me. I can pull him so fast. Okay, <laughs> neither one of us. Sneak or myself forever theater kids. I mean, I was in a middle school production of The Music Man, but I don't consider. Oh that. yeah, I remember, I remember we did The Music Man at school. I wasn't in it. I wish I had been in plays though, because I actually like I like theater. I mean, I, I literally do improv now. Like <laughs> I'm I'm around theater kids all of the time. I was but, a, like I I never did it. I was a townsperson in The Music Man, aka. In middle school, they didn't cut anyone from auditions, so they just gave people parts, and I was a townsperson. <laughs> and then I also was, I had a solo in the fifth grade musical about the first ladies of America, and I was, I had a, I had a, a solo about Eleanor Roosevelt, who, if we want to be honest, was one of the coolest motherfucking, like, first ladies of america oh no she definitely was also okay no um she was also um i love the conspiracy theory that both she and fdr were gay and were right. just like each other's beards i yes, love that i know and they're both like i, I believe that we're, we're gonna use each other to get to the top and like really send our message out you know yeah i love that for them i was in a play in element i was in two plays in elementary school okay because uh, in at my elementary school you couldn't be in the plays until you're in the fourth or fifth grade. Yes, us too. Yeah, because like you know, like little kids can't handle like <laughs> proper stage like like productions. Like the little baby kids can't do it. You have to be at least at least nine years old to right. be in a play. Like little kids can't do it. Okay, we entertain them though. Um, but in the, in the fourth grade, we did um, Alice in Wonderland. And I was a Cheshire Cat. And I had okay. I did have a solo, and I was told that I got the role because I have a, a very big smile, and I was like. Oh my god! Someone noticed me. I love this. So I got to do like my um my. It was so weird though because as the Cheshire Cat, I you know in like the cartoon and stuff like he's oftentimes like in the tree and shit. Yeah. So they built like a tree that I had to stand behind. It was like a, it was like a plywood tree, and it was painted, and it had like the body of a cat in it, uh-huh. and my face fit into like the head thing. So I had to like slide it out. So I was like behind the trees. Like whenever I showed up, I would just like come out and it was like my face. And I was like smiling, like, cheesing so hard. I was like, I'm a cat. 
god. I wish I could find the VHS and like you know, convert it to digital and watch it. I definitely had a DVD version of my Music Man performance. Like, you could see me in, like, in the smallest of the background. Like, I was that townsperson. Like, get at me. (laughs) Like, I was so method. Like, I really, like, I had a whole backstory. Like, you had a name for her. Like, you had her backstory and everything. Like, I was ready. So, how did she get... How did she get to... It's in Iowa, right? I was in Iowa. I was a black woman in Iowa in a mixed race town. In like 1911. And I was like, wow, this is really progressive for Also, my husband was white. (laughs) I had a husband and I had a black child who was darker than me. So I don't really know how that worked out. Oh, it's like, um, it's like Rodgers and Hammerstein still in Cinderella where like, uh, the queen was Whoopi Goldberg (laughs) and like the king was a white guy and the kid was Asian. (laughs) I honestly was like, for the longest time, like I didn't even question it until someone was like, this, this movie was groundbreaking. Like, look at all the diversity. And I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't really make sense how they had like an Asian kid. Huh? Like... (laughs) It was pretty, it was, because even, like, then, like, Bernadette Peters was, like, the stepmom. Right. I love Bernadette Peters. She's so good. But she's a stepmom, and then, like, her daughter's, like, one was white, one was right. black. I was like, how did this happen? I didn't even think about it until <laughs> someone's like, this is crazy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I watched it recently. It is not, it's not good. Like. Really? It's not good. Like Okay, but, like, is it, like, musical good, though? I mean, the songs are, like, in, I mean, you have, like, Whitney Houston. And like Brandy, like and Bernadette Peters. It's like yeah, it, the music sounds great because you have actual like singers, yeah. but it's just like the plays. Not it's not good. It's a TV movie. Yeah. It's not good, but it's it's still it's it's nostalgic. I'll say that you'll watch <sighs> it and be like, oh my god, like I remember this, but it's not good. Brandy's not a good actress. No, um, I do remember but, that. Um, much. I thought she Cinderella had micro braids though, right? <laughs> Like girl, girl, who did who braids your hair? But like I'm, <laughs> we're getting into side note. But I definitely thought for a while because like if you don't know who Brandy is, like go Google it. Like we don't have time for that. But like I remember watching her on Moesha and C- and Cinderella, and I literally because I think like I didn't know. I think when I first saw those TV shows and movies, like I didn't know anyone that had micro braids like that. Or, like, really had braids. Like, I didn't know anyone in real life that did. Because the elementary school I went to, I didn't go to school with Sonique. I was, like, one of, like, three brown people at our school. So, <laughs> so the, only, the only people with micro braids are, like, people with braids were, like, on TV. And I remember I literally thought that's how they grew out of her head. Wow. Because they were so I'm tiny. So sorry. I'm so sorry that, like, you were deprived of that knowledge and you, you thought that braids <laughs> grew out of her hair. So... Yeah, so back to it. Okay, Susie is a stage manager, and I'm like, oh, I stand a brown girl in power. Love that. Ooh. And um, Caitlin is like, um, she delivers a very depressing monologue about her dad calling her ugly. <laughs> like, oh, oh my god! god. Like, like so depressing. This fucking play. <laughs> like this is like really intense. Like for kids. Like Wait, what? What's the, the vagina monologues? Like what is this? <laughs> the vagina monologues. Wait, what? The vagina monologues. They're doing the vagina monologues. <laughs> it is. It is definitely the vagina monologues. Like, <laughs> this is, like, like the early interpretation of it. Like, oh, my God. I would love, like, I would love to watch. I'm surprised there hasn't been, like, a story about, like, teacher decides to do, like, vagina monologues for fifth grade. Miss Avery did it. Like, totally, totally, like, inappropriate, like... <laughs> vagina monologue situation just like oh yeah it's a bunch of fifth grade girls doing the vagina monologue but they like phrase it differently like, okay. how does your dad treat you like what does he say to you like that's that's how they phrase it like <laughs> oh my god um but anyway they're backstage and alexa is encouraging michelle to lie her way out of the speech 
And I was just, once again, I was just like, I wrote, suck it up, Michelle. Just take do the fucking speech. It's not that big of a deal. But she's Michelle, and she's shy. And, okay, so then Caitlin has another one of her, like, what, what was it called? She said staring out. Absent. Like, not an present. Absent They're seizure. absent, yeah. She has another one, and Susie notices it, and she's like, um, are you sure that, like, you should come to my party? Like, are you still sick? Like, what's going on? Right. Like, Susie is like, keep your germy ass at home. We thought you had the flu. Like, don't like, come to my house. I feel like germs. you're sick. Like, you don't look well. Yeah, because I mean, like, okay, so, like, if if you don't know what an absent seizure is, it's it's, like, honestly, like, if someone's, like, looking off into the distance and then you like try to say like Caitlin Caitlin like you're trying to call to them and they don't respond and eventually they come back too and then but they don't remember like them not being present in the situation so it's very very like it's it's very like alarming to people like not having the seizure you know but yeah Oh, that's scary. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably really scary if you're experiencing it, too, because you don't remember it happening. Exactly. Like, in the scene, she's, like, has no recollection of having, like, gone out like that. Oh, that's yeah. pretty scary. Um, So, in the next scene, Caitlin is at home, and she overhears her parents just, like, fucking being ableist <laughs> and arguing about... <laughs> and, like, I was just like, they need... Someone at that doctor's office needed to give them a pamphlet. Like, why didn't you guys explain to her parents about there was epilepsy? Because no they at really are, like... For sure. They're like they're freaking out. They're just like she's like, like <laughs> they she can't do anything. Like she shouldn't be in the play. She shouldn't do anything. I'm like, oh god. They did the equivalent of the 1980s like WebMD of like symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> like they they had to go up to the library and go to like the encyclopedias and like look up epilepsy. And it was probably like from like the 19 like 1920 definition of epilepsy. And they're like, fuck. She's dead. Like, she's a goner. Like, and so, like, because they did not get any pamphlets. They did not get, like, the doctor is like, she has no. epilepsy. That's that's what the test said. And then they just, like, set them on their way. That That's the only problem with free healthcare in Canada, you know? They don't. <laughs> the pamphlet is from, like, the 17th century. They're like, she's a witch. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, oh, she's a witch. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not a seizure. That's just the devil in her. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Guys. Everybody needs to calm down. We need to all talk about her, this epilepsy and, like, <laughs> Caitlin will be okay. Like, just <laughs> everyone relax. So, anyway, Caitlin, like, overhears that and she's like, fuck this medicine and she leaves it to go to the sleepover. I'm like, baby, girl, no, take your pills. Like, so she's got all day. She doesn't take any medicine. I'm like, uh, honey. And honey, what they were talking about earlier, good. like, okay, so I'm trying to think of where we're going to next if, if I'm skipping over anything. Okay, so she like she leaves the mess out of the bed, and I'm like, well, you know where this is going. Like, and there's ominous music when she does. She walks yeah. away from it, and it's like, and we uh-oh. and we end up we end up at the at the sleepover, another sleepover uh-huh. at Susie's house, and they're what are they doing? They're playing something. They're having a seance. Oh, okay. Do we ever have a seance? No, I don't oh, know why. Yeah. I think in my mind, like, I'm, so like, my I'm like, you did right, but that's just like in my like. Like no. projecting. That's like so our. Race. That's so our vibe, and I don't understand why we never had a seance. Like let's I just have know. one now. Let's let's have a seance. Who should who should we conjure? Um, let's like conjure up like Marilyn Monroe. I just saw my week with Marilyn, and now I'm like I'm intrigued. Oh my gosh! I have I, d- I just watched the movie Judy. Oh, I have not seen that. Was it good? Oh my fucking god! It was so good, but it was so dark. But it was also it was so weird because it was like, it's about Judy Garland and it's um, 
Renee Zellweger? Zellweger? Is she the one from Bridget Jones? Yeah. Yeah. So she plays her, and it's basically Judy Garland. Like, the premise of the show is, like, the last, like, maybe year of her life. But then Elsa has flashbacks of, like, when she was, like, um, Judy Garland from, like, Wizard of Oz and, like, all the shit she went through. And it's like, shit, Judy. Like, it's... She... Judy Garland had, like, such a sad... I like had no life. fucking idea. And I feel like it's it's so much like painted of this thing. Like, it's like, it's Judy Garland. Like, she's Dorothy. And it's like, fuck no. Like, that is not her story. So. She had, it because good. like, also, it's just when you look at like, um, like that time period, like what it was, if, okay, it, like we've come so far in terms of like Hollywood and, and we're still not where we need to be. Exactly. When you look back at like what it was like to be like a child actor, like she was told she was ugly and fat. They basically like the, the production studio would just give her pills all the time. Like yeah. she ended up being, they basically made her an addict because they're just like, and I'm sure you know never got over movie. it. I'm sure yeah. they talked. Yeah, I'm sure they talked about it, but, like, listener, you didn't know this, but, like, when Judy Garland, because when she was, um, she started, like, starring in movies when she was pretty young, because she was from, like, a vaudeville family, yeah. she was always a performer, and then, like, was in, like, movies and stuff with, like, Mickey Rooney, and they would make, like, back then, the studio system was very different, so, like, if you, you had a contract with a studio, and you had to do a certain number of movies for that yeah. studio, and as long as they would just do, like, back-to-back, like, just, like, they would, people, this when you look at, like, the filmography of people from that era, they're in, like, a a shit ton of movies. Yeah. We literally would like be in like twenty movies in a year, and just yeah. like literally as you you wrapped on one film, the next day you're on like you're doing a new yeah. movie now. So then like they would give her pills, like they would give her uppers to keep her up, and give her like downers to go to sleep basically. Yeah. And she was like a teenager, and like they had her on like crazy diets and would restrict her diet and exactly. stuff. And it's like yeah, that, no wonder this was, woman ended up that's how she like, was for the rest a of her full life. blown addict. Yeah. yeah, it's no wonder she died because of an addiction, because, like, also, literally she was being pumped with... Pu- it's so crazy. I had no fucking idea that, um... Oh, what's her name? The dan- the singer-dancer lady. Oh, that's her daughter. Oh, Liza Minnelli. I had no fucking idea that was her daughter. How did I they not know that? exactly alike. <laughs> I, that, it makes sense now, but, like, <laughs> like, in the movie, like, she was, like, there. She's like, oh, hi, mom. And I thought that was, like, a cute, like, like name she had for her. I didn't know it was, like, her actual mom. She's like, mama. I know. Mama. I Sorry, thought it was, like, really like bad you're my Holly impression. Oh, but the movie no, was I so good. I think at good. some point they did, like, some, like, variety shows, like, together yeah. they would perform together like but it was like later in judy's life yeah. and uh, you could was, tell she was going through it because yeah. i think you could even like towards the end she like got like she had that like really raspy like she had that like alcoholic blow it was like yeah she's not you know but the way. the movie was very good uh, i highly recommend judy it was just like it it where did, did you watch it was it streaming no i watched it on like my chinese website it which is legal in china but just to say that, if any Chinese government's <laughs> watching me. Um, but no, it, I... I mean, I'm sure they probably could stream it somewhere. I'll find it. But it I, I've been, it, I want to watch that. Yeah, it's just called Judy, but it was very good. I think it was like, for me, like I had, like I remember my brother told me about it and I was like, Judy Garland ended up bad. Like I, like I think in my mind, I was like, Judy Garland had Wizard of Oz and then she died at some point. Like I had no idea like her story or anything, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been on a biopic um, Ugh, kick because I did yes. my my week with Marilyn, and then last night I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Finally, oh, that movie is really good. I, you know, I thought it was okay. Like, I I liked Rami Malek did a great job. He yeah. like killed it. Like, as he's like, I, I get why he got the Oscar. I was like, yeah, yeah. he like really did a phenomenal job. But you know, there's a problem with like 
biopics usually like is it biopics or biopics i judge i judge people that say biopics so in my mind it's biopics i had no idea anyway like whenever i watch those movies though like because like you know like especially when it's about like 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 a band they always hit the same notes like hit the same notes get it but they all like the movies like there's like they make it successful and then there's like the like the 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 arguments and everything that breaks them apart yeah it's always like Oh, they come together. We have moments throughout that kind of hint to like their yeah. success. We get to see them write that really popular song we all know. Oh, yeah. we hear him playing the little do 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 on the piano. I'm like, oh, oh, that's the beginning of when are we gonna see them <laughs> yeah. write the Omni Rhapsody? Someone's gonna doubt them and be like, that's never gonna be a hit. And it's always their biggest hit. And it's always like it's it's always like the same notes. And I'm like, I I get it, but it's also like I end up like rolling my eyes a lot when it's yeah. like, oh, this is the part when the band is falling apart. There's ego. So Someone's getting too big, but they come yeah. together again. It's like always like the same thing. And especially because then like it's never totally accurate either exactly. because it's like in order to hit those notes. Like in the movie, like they have Queen break up before Latin. Like they weren't broken up though. They didn't break up before Latin. Like they were still a band together. It's just that Freddie Mercury did some solo stuff, but like yeah. they never broke up. There's a lot of there were a lot of moments where I was like, that's not really what happened. And I think you're you're bending the truth just to fit the formula of these movies that it's like just tell the story how it is. Like, you yeah. don't have to, like... Like, I'm pretty sure, like, Freddie Mercury also didn't know that he had AIDS before Live Aid. He had it. He found it, like, yeah. later. But they had to, like, do that to be like, oh, so, like, this is, like... The it has reason, more meaning because, yeah. like, this is the biggest show he's gonna do because he's gonna die eventually. It's, like, you know, it's a little, like... Yeah. It's a little much for me. But I'm sorry. That's a, r- a whole rant about those movies. It's why... It's one of the reasons why I avoided it for so long because I was like... Ugh. Yeah, I just know it's gonna be like that formula yeah. that shows up in all of the band movies, exactly. and that's also why I love the movie um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Because it, I've never seen it. You, Lauren, you'd love it because it has Wait, like, some Walk of our Hard people. Not yeah, not Walk the Line. It's a parody of no, Walk, no. Walk the Line. It's it's a parody of Walk the Line, but also all of those movies because uh, it does it does the okay, same thing of that. like ha 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 like. It it makes fun of the formula of like those movies, the person's oh descent to addiction, and then like they c- come together again, and like of course you have to have all the cameos of, of other famous people, so it's like you know, oh there goes Elvis, <laughs> there goes so and so, you know, it's funny. You know what we really need is we need a, a we're gonna say a biopic of Zit Remedy and. <laughs> Their rise and fall to fame. Okay, like, if someone hasn't, isn't, like, furiously writing that right now, then I don't know what you're doing, but you need to write Get that. Get us that screenplay. Like, I don't know what you're doing with that nine to five. Like, quit it. Just quit that job right now. Get us that screenplay. We we have people. We have ears to the floor in Hollywood. We'll get us to the right people, you know? Oh, guys, like, we know people. Like, <laughs> don't ask me who I know, but I know people. <laughs> Like, so that's all you need to know. Slide it on the table. I'll get it to the right people. Like, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, back to the show. Where the <laughs> Sorry, fuck are we in this episode? Kathleen, so they're, they're still at the sleepover. They're doing the seance. Kathleen is very committed to it. Um, some would say overcommitted to <laughs> but, this. But, like, honestly, like, were you kind of surprised that, that she was committed to the seance? Because I was kind of surprised. I'm surprised Kathleen wouldn't be like, seances are dumb. Like, right? they are evil. They are the, the devil. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that she was leading it. I was like, okay. Like, she's just a Satanist at heart. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. 
Kathleen's like secretly just a Satanist. Satanist. Um, so Caitlin, so she started to feel weird because she starts like seeing double. Yeah. And then she full on. I'm sorry, this part made me laugh. Not because of the seizure, but she <laughs> falls. To- <laughs> just go ahead. Go ahead. She falls to the ground. She's having a seizure. Yeah. Right. Susie yells, "Looks like epilepsy." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, but also like, I was like it wasn't even immediately. That's the thing. I wrote down this seizure scene was agonizing because so like she starts seizing and it's probably like a good five seconds in the scene and then Susie goes, It looks like epilepsy. My uncle or my aunt has that. Like like it was so long. Like these breaks in between when people are like trying to figure out what to do are so fucking long. It's just also just like the the dialogue is so unrealistic because her response is, looks like epilepsy. It's like, no, you would see, like, she's having a seizure. You wouldn't say, Shh, you wouldn't diagnose her. Like, what? <laughs> like, I'm a doctor. I know. Also, like, seizure, like, epilepsy isn't the only, like, seizure disorder. So I don't exactly. know why you would people, be like, Yeah, people can have seizures and not have epilepsy. Like, my point is, like, you wouldn't just say, looks like epilepsy. You'd be like, she's having a seizure. Like, and then do something. You wouldn't, like, just say that. It's weird. Like, you the would say that. The like, entire dialogue was basically like a teaching moment where it's just, like, it's, like, they had this long pause of, like, this is what a seizure may look like. And then it was, like, Susie talking. And then it was, like, bits and forth between, like, Susie and Kathleen. And Kathleen was obviously supposed to pay- play the role of, like, I'm just gonna say the old wives' tales that aren't really true and, like, myths about seizures. It's, like... Her mouth, she's gonna swallow her tongue. No, don't do that. Hold her down. No, don't hold her down. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, Susie literally should have just turned to the camera and be like, When your friend is having a seizure, never hold them down. Make sure you clear the areas around them so they won't hit their heads. Don't put anything in their mouth because they can bite down on you. Like, I think they should have had like a full like, PSA moment because it was like, if, if you have any more questions, be sure to call this hotline 1 800 Seizures. Like, like, that's what they need to anyone you know suffers from epilepsy or other seizure disorders you can call (laughs) (laughs) it thumbs up yeah to grassy junior high like (laughs) like like caitlin gets up oh my gosh (laughs) so have you have you ever witnessed someone having a seizure sadiq um no i have i do not i don't have not no oh have you i have when i when i worked at the when i was at college for about like two years i worked at a hospital as a as a nurse's aide for those of you who don't know i used to be a nursing major before i decided that was the worst job ever so i stopped (laughs) after working at a hospital i was like (laughs) i don't want to have this job anymore um (laughs) and so like i worked the night shift and i remember when the nurses on staff like we were sitting it was like night shift so it was like three in the morning and we were i was sitting at like the kind of like the the desk where like if you need to go see someone you would stop there first to like go see like what room they're in or whatever mm-hmm. we were just talking and remember this nurse who was standing at the desk with me started like looking at me strange and she is like it, at first, again at this it's the point i don't really know what's going on so she's just like looking at me and giving this really strange look like trying to communicate something with her eyes but i was like what what are you trying to say? Like, I thought she was playing a joke or something. And then she started seizing, like, she was, like, on the floor. And so I was just like, oh, shit. Like, but it was in a hospital. So, like, 
we all knew it. Like, so she, again, I mean, best place to have a seizure, honestly. I know. But, like, also, like, what if your nurse starts having a seizure, like, while she's treating you? That's terrifying. Like, she was a nurse. That's really scary. Yeah. So, but, like, she was having a seizure, and then I had to go run and get a pillow just to put it under her head and stuff. But, but yeah, it's just, like, you just kind of, like, basically clear the area and make sure they don't hurt themselves, and then... Yeah. And just, like, you kind of just let it... It has just happen, right? Like... Yeah. 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 But it was, like, it was, like, weird. Like, I remember everyone else on the floor was like, oh, yeah, like, this is the first time she's had a seizure. I'm like, has she ever had a seizure while trying to take someone's blood? Like, what the fuck? Like, it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, I've never seen one, but thanks to this episode, now I know what not to do. Actually, no, I wish Kathleen had put her finger in her mouth. She would have bit the shit out of her. Uh, that would have been such a nice... <laughs> Kathleen, like, needed, Kathleen needed that in her life. She needed to be bit, oh. bit the crap out of her finger. Because she's an obnoxious little girl. That would have been great. Um, but anyway, back at school. Um, so, Caitlin is coming back to school. and She's in the car with her mom. And her mom is giving her lecture. Um, basically, she's like, you know... I don't know if you should do this. Like, I don't know if you're doing this play. Like, you're you're overstressed. You're over, like, you know, um, you're stressing yourself out. And, like, you're not taking your medication. And, yeah. So, it's all, it's all about the play. And I'm like, she's she can still be in the play, guys. Like, stop. Yeah. But, um, but I love, I love, at, that, at that point, I loved how Caitlin's mom was like, hey, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Because Caitlin was very worried about, like, oh, like, they're going to judge me or whatever, whatever. But her mom was like, they'll understand. Like, they're, like, it's not something like, like, oh, like, Caitlin was drunk and did all this shit. Like, it's like, you have, like, you have a condition that this happens and they'll understand, you know? Yeah. So I like But not everyone, because Kathleen, of course, which is why she should have been bit, is talking shit Ugh, um, behind Caitlin's back. And she's basically, like, telling people about, like, yeah, she was, like, foaming at the mouth and it was, like, really gross which is not true. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I read that Kathleen is basically the Fox News of Degrassi character. Oh. She just like, spe- like spreads false information. I'm like, that's not even what happened. Like, it was not like that. Oh. Like, there was no foam. So she's an asshole. Um, but in our next scene, um, Kaylin runs into Susie and she's like, you know, she's embarrassed. And she's asking like, you know, was I that gross? Like, how did I look? And she's worried about how it's going to affect her. And <laughs> I wrote... Don't worry, Kate, because we'll only hear about your chronic illness once more in this entire show. I'm pretty sure we never hear about Caitlyn, like, even in Degrassi when she's an adult. We never hear about this epilepsy again, except for one time. I know, I'm going to kind of spoil. In the future, there's an episode where Caitlyn is, like, working with Liz to, like, combat, like, animal testing and stuff. I was going to say, like, stop the stink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's that no it's um like she's like anti-animal testing because you know uh-huh. caitlin's all about the environment and yeah. and like animals and shit and caitlin finds out that they use animals to test the medication that she uses <gasps> and when she finds that out she's like oh fuck like oh my god you know now That's maybe my views dilemma. on animal testing is like a little different because i literally have to take this medicine to stay alive and to like you know keep my seizures at bay but that's the last time we hear about caitlin having epilepsy ever again and i'm like oh i guess she's honestly, okay <laughs> honestly i'm so happy to hear that because i feel like that's the true like shit dilemma shit that we need in this show like we're getting to that point thankfully but like that's the shit we love this show about you know yeah but i just think it's funny that like she has this chronic illness and <laughs> but it's we're like, barely gonna talk about it we never <laughs> we'll never hear about it again <laughs> exactly. but anyway yeah so like susie's kind of re- trying to reassure her 
and um, the cast list comes out, and of course, Kathleen is the lead. <laughs> Mel, Mel is like, I'm a wench. I know. She's so happy to be a wench. I, I love her so much. Like, her timing was so good. <laughs> it was just like, Kate, Kathleen was like, oh my gosh, I'm the lead. Like, she was so, she was boasting so much, and then, like, Melanie just comes in, I'm a wench. Like, like she was so excited <laughs> about it, but, like, in a sarcastic way, and I'm like, yes, this is what we need. Melanie is all of us, and it's like, yes. I am also a wench. I'm a wench. How did you know? Yes. I'm a wench. I'm also a bridge troll. Yes. Um, but Caitlin is a servant, and she has played um, Kathleen's servant, and yep. she's annoyed, and she's upset by this. I mean, anyone would be, so. Yeah. Eh. Kathleen is so, like, that girl, though, who, like, always is the lead in the play. <sighs> like, there's always that one girl and who's, like, always the lead, and it's like, But then it's like, <sighs> fuck you. Obviously, as a viewer, we know what's really going on with her, but, like, it's not until, like, you get older as an adult that you realize, like, how troubled this person is, and that's why they were so boastful. But, like, in your middle school yeah. self, like, you don't realize, like, why they are the way they are, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. bitches. Who cares? So, um, we're back in Radish's classroom, and Michelle... It's like, tries to lie, basically. And she's like, oh, I lost my voice. I can't do this. And he's like, <laughs> I'm sick. And he's like, I'm not buying it, yeah. you stupid child. And of course, Joey's there to witness the entire thing. Right. And he's just like, nice try, but like, yeah. do the speech. Next scene. <laughs> Next scene. I'm like, again, Michelle's whole deal is just I know. It's, dumb. It's like, it's compared like. To, it's compared to the saga that's happening to Caitlin, it's like, Michelle, who cares? It's like, extremes. girl. Do your speech. So Kathleen keeps talking about the part. She's excited. And Caitlin, so Caitlin actually thinks she didn't get the part because of her epilepsy, which She's makes zero sense. Like, no salty. one knew you had epilepsy. Like, I was like, you're just salty. Like, no one, honey, no one knew you had epilepsy. How does that have anything to do with whether or not you got the part? Unless your parents called and were like, hey, my daughter has epilepsy. Don't give her that part. <laughs> I, I wrote down that um, that uh, Kathleen, or what's her name? Caitlin took a chapter out of Rick's book where it's like, they just hate me because I'm this way. You know, when, like, Rick, when they were trying to stop the stink, and then Rick was like, they hate me because I'm poor. They hate me because of this. Like, I don't fit into their box. And it's just like, no, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. Like, you know? And so I yeah, feel like- but remember, Rick, but remember Rick was actually, like, justified, because they really were just mean to Rick because he was, a poor, he was like, true. from the wrong side of the tracks. That's but Caitlin's like, I have epilepsy, and it's like, no one knew you had epilepsy. But, exactly. <laughs> but the funny thing is, we, in this episode, we saw both auditions. Like, we heard Kathleen's and we heard Caitlin's. And, like, Kathleen did better. Like, she had she, she had more trauma in her life, in real life. So she was able to pull from that <laughs> to her acting experience. Like, that's, that's the realist. Like, sorry, Caitlin. Kathleen's like, you- method, <laughs> method like you, Lauren, and you were a townsperson. <laughs> Like, sorry, Kathleen, uh, Caitlin, like, your life is too cushy. You can't really understand what it's like for your dad to call you ugly. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kathleen doesn't Kathleen have a dad. Called- <laughs> Kathleen doesn't have a dad to call her ugly, but she has an alcoholic mom who does. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was able to very jump it. She was very much able to jump into that role very easily. Like, that's what made, that's what got her to the party. Like, calm down. It's not because you have epilepsy. Yeah, it's because your, your life is easy, <laughs> except for your epilepsy. You should have used your epilepsy oh, as a, to like, the feelings of being sad about this diagnosis. You should have drawn on that. She should have been like, you want to my like, dad. So pretend like she doesn't have it. My dad thinks I'm ugly because I have epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but because oh, she's salty, man. Caitlin decides to skip practice. And oh. I'm like, yeah, and also you don't have the work ethic that Kathleen has because Kathleen would never skip practice. She exactly. would be every. If Kathleen, honestly, if Kathleen was literally wench number two, Kathleen would still be at that practice. She would but be the best wench number two you ever seen. She would still be bragging just as much. Like, yeah. She'd be like, my mom like, loves wenches. She, she would play it off and be like, actually, I wanted to be a wench. Like, this is actually like, there's no small parts, only small actors. So, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to be the wench. Like, said, said every Hollywood actor, aspiring actor ever. There's no small parts. Okay, did you ever watch the show Barry? But honestly, when people say that, like, there's no small parts and small actors, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like someone who has a small part. <laughs> Spoken like someone who is a supporting character and not the main character. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> did you ever watch the show Barry? I have not watched Barry. Oh my I've god. I've heard amazing things, though. It's basically like, it's, it's basically like this episode, Degrassi, but in real life. So it's like, well, it's it's a bunch of other things, but the kind of like frame of the show is basically like this like acting class of students that are trying to make it in Hollywood, <laughs> and they're like, uh-huh. but they're all trying to like become method actors, and so but they're the type of people they'd be like, there's no small, there's no was it there's no small parts, there's only small actors, you know, like mm-hmm. they they're the people they say that because they can't get a role in Hollywood, which is like everyone. Yeah, it's like- it's like people who are like, oh, like, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I'm like, smoke it, spoken by an ugly person. Mm. <laughs> it's mm. like, no, I'm kidding. That's mean. But no, but you know what I mean. It's like, you only have, you always say that because you're feeling some type of way about your station. Like, and we I'm, all say that. Like, we all say it at exactly. some point. You got stuff. Like, I say that beauty thing every day when I look in the mirror. <laughs> it's written in lipstick on the <laughs> mirror, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just like chant it. It's like an affirmation I say yes. every day. Um, so, um, where are we? Oh, so, we're at Caitlin's uh, house. And what, yes. what is she drinking? Fucking milk. <laughs> a tall glass of milk with a pitcher of milk next to her. Like, uh, I still don't get it. Caitlin has, Caitlin has the strongest bones and teeth in the world. I mean, honestly, we're talking about rickets. Like, I, I'm probably going to end up with rickets. Like, like, I already know my bones are suffering because of it. Like, oh yeah, I'm so gonna get osteoporosis. Like, like oh man, as women, I should be drinking milk the way like, Caitlin does. We're struggling, but yeah, she's. I wrote that she's re- She's drinking milk and chocolate crumb plate. It's not I mean like a cake. It's just like a plate of crumbs of chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, yeah she, her parents come she in. She tells her mom. I think she tells her mom that she can't be in the play because of her epilepsy. Yeah, and I'm like, I you know. The problem with this episode is that it's they're not really staying on message because it's like no they is the because she comes into this episode she has epilepsy yeah. she's like I'm gonna take this medication I don't want people to know I have epilepsy yeah but then but she also thinks like she's also like I can still live a life I want to go to my party I want to be in the play yeah then she's in the play she doesn't get what she wants and then it becomes about it's because of my epilepsy and it's like it's just it's very confusing message i'm like what i don't get what they're trying to say with the epilepsy with the episode because if they're trying to do the whole like yeah if you have epilepsy you can still live a normal yeah. life it's fine then yes but then there's also all this extra stuff where it's like she's like, yeah you're lost i think the message yeah. is getting kind of lost i'm like so she like what, which 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 one is it i don't know it's confusing yeah. i'm like i don't get what they're trying to say honestly but anyway back at school 
Caitlyn is serving 80s looks. And, yes, um, she is. Our fashion is going to be high. Yes. Is this, the, is this the scene where she's wearing her green tiger striped sweater vest? Yes. Oh, she gave us so many looks, but the, I just had that written down the page. So I was like, okay, like, here we go. It's like constant headband situations. Like, she just really is like, she's feeling it. I feel like um, also it's because she, she decided to cut her hair really short. And she's like, I feel like I'm going to grow into it, but I'm still a little bit self-conscious about it. So I'm going to throw on a headband with every outfit and I'm going to feel better. Ooh. And it works. We've all been there. And so. it works. We've all had a bad haircut. <laughs> um. Caitlin tells Susie she's quitting and she's like, yeah, it, it's so, I, I'm so confused with the episode. So she, she's like, so she's quitting. She's worried that she'll have a seizure. Yeah. So Susie's like upset at her and she's like, I'm sorry you got epilepsy. Okay. Which I was like, whoa, okay. But like basically Susie's not putting up with Caitlin's pity party because Caitlin really wants to quit because she didn't get the yeah. part. Yeah. But I'm like, but the epilepsy keeps coming up. I'm like, I don't understand what. What does this have to? I don't know. I'm so I confused. Maybe, like, I guess she's using it as an excuse. I guess she's yeah, trying to use it as an excuse she, for why she, she can't be in it, but really, she's just jealous. I guess. I guess they're tr- again. We're as adults. We're like kind of trying to analyze it, so we have some understanding. But it, the way they kind of put it together was very confusing. But I think they're kind of trying to paint it as like epilepsy is not a big deal, and so you can just go on with your life. But at the same time, they're trying to like put Caitlyn as like putting it. Like, like trying to be like, well, I don't want to be different. Like, I'm going to use an excuse. It, you know, it's, it's weird. But I love that Susie, apparently Susie is like the epilepsy expert because she spotted it right away. She's like, that looks like epilepsy, you know. <laughs> She's the expert <laughs> in this episode. And, and so she's like, she's so tired of Caitlyn's shit that she's like, listen, my uncle slash Aunt, maybe it's the same aunt or uncle that went to space. Remember that speech she gave? <laughs> oh my god, she's like, yeah, my uncle has epilepsy. Also, he had epilepsy in space. So, <laughs> so if he could do it, you could do anything. So, in her mind, she's like, my uncle had epilepsy and he went to space. So you can get on fucking stage and be <laughs> Kathleen's servant. And so I love how <laughs> I love that I love that storyline. But she was like, I'm not gonna cover you. Because at that point, like, uh, Susie had lied to Miss Avery saying, because when Kat, uh, Caitlin had gone home, Susie had to cover for her not being there mm-hmm. for the rehearsal. And so Susie was like, I'm not going to cover for you just because you're jealous. And I was like, ooh. Which I liked Susie for that because I feel like she was like, kind of, it was very tough love that I think, I don't know, maybe it was the right situation, but like, Caitlin needed to hear. It's just like, you're going to be fine. Like, you can go on with your life and stop trying to use this as a crutch for, mm-hmm. you know, not for other problems in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is, definitely. I think she's, she's you're spot on, so she just was trying to, like, um, call her out on basically being, being ridiculous, because she is. But we're in Radish's class, and Michelle's like, I'm going to give my speech. And, like, I guess Joey squeaks at her, because he's like, you're a mouse, uh-huh, and... <laughs> Her speech is about her one character trait that she's shy. Oh my and gosh, Life she is does. So hard. She does a great job, but also I was listening to it and I was like, "Honey, you're describing a panic disorder. Like you should go see someone because right. like, like you shouldn't be that pa- like panicked or nervous about like I think she said mentions ordering a pizza or something or like just literally like or just like just general interactions with people. She like 
gets really clammy and i was like i think you have social anxiety and you should yeah but okay which <laughs> okay and i can say that because i have anxiety so I okay. i'm like honey like, I was, go, I was go talk like- to somebody because like i have I, was like, I have anxiety, so like I can I can spot it on my honey. Like go like talk to somebody, go get some clonopin, relax. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, because she was talking about like I just get bullied into buying things from from shop vendors. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like she was speaking to me, <laughs> <laughs> but now I have coping mechanisms where I'm like, you know, um, like <laughs> thank God for cell phones now. That's like for me, I can't if I carry around something at a store and then I decide uh-huh. later that I'm not going to buy it. I'll pretend that I get a call from someone that I have to go out the store for. I have to go out the store to take the call, so I have to put the thing back on the rack because I because I'm like, wait, wait, you're here right now? Okay, I'll be outside a second. <laughs> Lauren, I love you. <laughs> you like I I wish I could say that this is an occasional thing, but like this is any time I need to leave a store where I like socially I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna think that it's some big thing that I'm like not buying something. No one fucking cares, literally. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, I need to play up this like storyline that I need to go meet a friend that I was just killing time shopping around, but now they need to go pick I need to go pick them up from work because they're outside the office right now, so I need to leave right now. <laughs> Oh my god, Lauren. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the the closest thing I have to that is like when I'm walking somewhere and I realize I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> it's really hard for me to turn around. I just will keep walking and just like go around the block because I'm like I I can't turn around right now. I can't let people because see you're that like I didn't know everyone else is looking at me, not knowing where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, but now, luckily. I will say that luckily now that I'm in the country where I could just play it off like I don't speak I don't speak your language like (laughs) like so like because like because in China especially like like socially pressuring someone into buying something is very very real and so like if I'm like trying to barter with someone and they're not giving me a lower price I'm like oh oh uh, that just walk out like I don't (laughs) because it also helps it also helps that you're in like a like a country with so many people that it's like you'll never see them again. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm just like I'm like uh 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 and then I just walk out and I'm like oh you know it'll be fine. <laughs> I hope you make that noise when you do it. I mean basically and then I just like talk to myself in English. And I'm like well this is a really awkward situation. I talk to myself. It's nice because no one really understands exactly what I'm saying. So I could just like say all my thoughts out loud. So I'm like, well, this is a really awkward situation and everyone's looking at me and they're just going to think I'm a stupid idiot, but it's fine. I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> I just walk out. <laughs> yeah. So, you yeah, know what, Michelle? Michelle needs to, she needs to get those coping mechanisms because I'm like, girl. Exactly. You need to learn your coping mechanisms. Like... <laughs> And obviously, you're just playing it up like you could obviously give a speech just fine. Because if you really, truly had this anxiety that you were thinking about, you would have just been shaking and not be able to say anything in front of that class without a prepared speech. So, you know. Yeah. like And she does well. And everyone's laughing. Like, oh, yeah. Me too. No. But also, I, was right, I wrote down, I was like, for someone so shy, she's pretty brave to do it off book. Like, she didn't bring anything. That's why I was like, like, it's not realistic. So I was like, like, you're not really shy. I was like, yeah, she would She would have had a, 
No, I think you're just fucking lazy. You just don't want to do your speech. Right? Like, it's like, well, those people are like, I'm shy, but they're trying to, like, play it up as, like, being cute. It's like, no, I fucking can't speak in front of people. Like, don't, don't take my card. It's like people who, like, all, like, how everyone's an introvert now. And I'm like, I don't think you know what being an introvert means. I think a lot of people do not know what being introverted means. And I'm like, not everyone's an introvert. You you just, you think being an introvert means, like, wearing comfy clothes and watching Netflix. Like, no, honey. Like, no. No, literally, like, as an introvert, and uh, you know, I had this conversation with a coworker because she was like, you're, "You're not an introvert. Like you're, you're like the thing is, I'm good with people. I'm like, I don't mind talking to people. I'm not a shy. I, I work. Right. I used to be shy. I'm not shy anymore. Yeah, you had to learn I don't about talking yeah. to people. Yeah, I, I, don't, I had to basically t- learn how to not be yeah. that way and just like kind of force myself. But like, I'm good in social situations. I like to meet people. But people don't understand that being introverted doesn't mean that you're shy or you don't like people. It just means that. I need to recharge. I expend energy I need a when good I'm around week people. After that social event, like yeah, I need to t- I need to spend time alone. Like if I go to a party, let's say if I went to a party on Friday night, the rest of the weekend I'm chilling at home, right, by myself, like or just doing my own thing. I like I, that's what it is. It doesn't mean I can't go to parties or I can't talk to people. I haven't communicated with anyone in English for the past four days until today, and that's okay. <laughs> Again, I've referenced this in this podcast before about how I would talk to podcasts as if they're my friends. That's my social interaction where I'm like, <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> like, Oh my God, Troy. <laughs> Troy, you're so funny. Like, <laughs> Also, okay. I forgot to no, mention this. Yeah. It's, that's what that is. So exactly. sorry, go ahead. Um, I remember like last podcast, I talked about how I went to a quiz night and I was oh blue balls <laughs> blue balls quiz night we're just gonna refer to that um, <laughs> as blue balls quiz night I was like thinking about like it turned into this like you know like DIY like open mic quiz question night and so uh-huh. um, last time I went there I got up there because like basically if you answer a question correctly then you get to go up there and and ask your own question and I got to ask my own question so as promised. I tried to find my Degrassi heads, like you fellow listeners, and I went up there and I was like, what Degrassi, or (laughs) I didn't say Degrassi, what Canadian (laughs) teen drama from the 80s was directed by Kit Hood? I was like really trying to give it like, you know, like enough information, but like not too much information. And then Uh the entire room was like dead silent. And I was like... (laughs) Oh, no. Like, crickets, silent, like, crickets. (laughs) And then I was like, um, and then, like, so at that point, you had to give, like, more hints. And I was like, the more modern version included Drake, Aubrey, whatever his name is. And then someone's like, oh, Degrassi? And I was like, yeah, but what's the name of the one from the 80s? And no one knew it. (laughs) 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 Oh. And I was just Lord. like, and I was just like, that's what, that's a, that's a moment when you do you use your coping mechanism and you're like, oh, okay, that's awkward. Bah, bah, but, just like that, walk away. but the funny thing is, like after you tell the question, you get to take a shot. So I was like, oh well, so I just took a shot of tequila. So that was my coping mechanism. Like, well, okay, <laughs> this is my reward for getting. Oh, I wish I had been there to save you. Oh, it was so fucking hard, and but it was just like, it just. It was, it was nice, though, because I was just like, okay, I really know that you guys aren't my people now, so now I could truly make fun of you on my podcast about Degrassi Junior High. Yeah, fuck those people. Because those people are still fucking weird. It's I've been there two other times since the last time I talked about it. They're still fucking weird human beings. I don't trust them. 
They're weird. I mean, they think blue balls is a medical condition. Uh, Do not they don't them. understand what Degrassi Drew to High is, so I can't trust them. So, so, um, but they're so after she has her speech and it's like it's great. Joey tries to pay her to write his speech, and I wrote, "Oh, how the turntable." <laughs> Do you remember? Wait, what is that from? The office. The office. Yes, yes. Oh, how the ta- yeah. turns of tables. I, oh, oh my god. How the turntables. <laughs> oh my gosh. But like some of those moments, oh, though, when so, like when we talk about social anxiety, like for I didn't have a full on speech impediment, but like for a while, I definitely had so much anxiety about saying something that I would say something wrong, where I would I would reverse it instead of saying like Degrassi Junior High, I would say. Hagassi Junior Dry, like I would reverse it. <laughs> oh, so like you're one of those people who'd be like, hi, like my name's, wait, like what is it? Like they're like, oh, like oh yeah, and you can, like my yeah. name, my name's Norin or something, like in <laughs> yeah, is that a weird like switchy thing. Yeah, but it's oh like my God, you're literally like you're literally from a TV show. I know. So like some of those <laughs> some of those things that Michael would say, I'd be like, oh. Like I've been there, like it hit too it, it hit too close to home. When he so like when we talk about like like oh how the how the turns have tabled, like I would have said something like that. <laughs> like, like damn it, ah, oh, bless I you, the bless you both. And in the next scene, Caitlin takes her medicine in the washroom. Finally, she's a new attitude. I'm like, good fuck. Finally, you take your fucking medication. <sighs> and um, Kathleen, um, wow, so. <laughs> She's an asshole. We at the next scene, like we're at the um, like the play stuff. Yeah, and can we hear over here Kathleen say, "I guess that now she has epilepsy. She won't be doing much of anything." And I was like, "Wow, <sighs> what? That's so much ableism. What's going on?" Um, but Rick hears her and he's like, he tells Kathleen to shut up. And I'm like, "Yeah, good, Kathleen. Why don't good. you shut up?" And I was like, "Quote of the century." Yeah, he's like, "Listen, don't tell my girl like that. Like, okay." So Caitlin shows up to rehearsal, and she immediately shades Kathleen, which I was like, great. Right, because she was wearing that crown in the wrong way, and it was, she's like, Kathleen needs all the help she can get. And I'm like, don't we know it? Don't we And I was like, ooh, welcome it. back. And then, like, that's what I think that's what Rick says. He's like, welcome back. And it ends on Kathleen be- Caitlin being like, Burp. and I And I wrote down, <laughs> Rick gave her the spotlight she deserved. Because, you know, Rick's, like, on, like, the spotlight duty. And so, like... Yeah, like the kind of, they have like a moment, and he like points a spotlight on her, and she's like, "Huh?" And she smiles up at him, and it's freeze frame. And I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, she's like she's like bathed in his light. Yes, and it's like, oh, love. okay. So that ends our episode. Yes, Lauren, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought it was okay. Same. I was not that excited about it. It was like I think I remembered like being more affected by it when I first saw it, like a bajillion years ago but yeah. watching it now i was just like eh, like i don't i think i think really as a child it it care. especially if you had never seen it before or like ever heard of it i think it could be shocking or jarring but now it's just like uh the amount of shit we're dealing with as people in the world today it's like uh, epilepsy i mean my caitlin take your pill i know like it, you're such an uh, easy fix like you're literally like so many people are dealing with so much worse in this world and you literally have a solution like so severe like epilepsy and stuff where like they have to like get brain surgery and here you are all you have to do is take your pill and you're still just like and it if you just take your medicine this disease will literally become such a minor plot 
line that we'll never really talk about again. So just take your fucking medicine, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our message for this episode, guys. <laughs> if you have medication you have to take, take your fucking medicine. Exactly. Just take the medicine, okay? You gotta take it. You know? If it means that you're, you know, it, it could potentially, like, not taking it means that you can't live the life that you deserve and that you want to take you to live, take your medicine. Because look at Kath, look at Caitlin. She took her medicine. Now she's in a play. Exactly. Look, look how life is life. Guys, life is that simple. It really is. Okay. I'm kidding. It's not. But anyway, um, uh, Lauren, who were you in this episode? Oh, I mean, I was Michelle. I was maybe a more, a less confident Michelle, like in a speech. I definitely did not, you know, I was that Motown PowerPoint, like, (laughs) Never forget. <laughs> oh gosh! Again, like that's the only presentation I have, like seared into my brain. So probably, if we're being honest, it was probably even ten times worse than I'm even remembering it. Like if that's the only presentation memory I have, it's probably even worse. Like if we were to go interview people from that AP US history class, like they'd probably be like, "Oh my gosh, remember Lauren's presentation." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Remember Lauren's non-presentation? <laughs> like, where she literally just wore, like, a plastic fedora and showed us black and white pictures of Motown singers? Like, oh, yeah. So, probably Michelle in this episode. What about you? Um, uh, who was I? Who was I? I guess probably Susie. Oh, yeah, I can see um, that. I, you know, I also know someone with epilepsy. I could see the seizure happening, I would absolutely shout, looks like epilepsy! <laughs> and then just like, hop into action. It's like, no, I wouldn't, though, because that's dumb. Um, I, I think I still am Susie just for the fact that, like, I think, I, I think I'm think i a supportive friend. Yeah. So if my friend had had epilepsy, I'd be like, girl, you good. You'd be fine. Take exactly. Pill. Also, don't use your epilepsy as an excuse to not do something just because you're jealous of somebody else. Exactly. Um, but I don't think I would have gone as far as to be like, look, I'm sorry you have epilepsy because it's like kind of mean. <laughs> Listen. It's like kind of aggressive. <laughs> like, stop using this epilepsy as a crutch. Like, you're literally fine. Like, stop being so dramatic. Listen, I get that your brain literally is just like firing off like electric like currents that you cannot control and that could actually be like life threatening but get the fuck over it like, I, Susie was a little bit much she's like <laughs> I know you really just needed the attention at my sleepover on my birthday but like I'm past it now but like let's get a grip on it okay <laughs> but like I'm not past it Caitlin like what was that about like you know it was my birthday and like you just have a seizure like Wow, I bet it you just didn't take your medicine on purpose so you could have a seizure day. at my birthday. And, like, you made it about you. Like, I can't just have one day, Caitlin. Like, oh, gosh. First, like you can't just go one day and not have a seizure, Caitlin? First, you, God. Like, you, like, couldn't, you thought you were having some, like, sexual crisis. You thought you were a lesbian and, like, oh, it'd be all about you. And now about this rich And, like, I thought I, I thought I was a lesbian for a second because, like, <laughs> I thought, like, you loved me because, like, we were in the dark room and then you, like, were just, like... Right? being super like close and i was like okay are you lesbian like am i a lesbian like i can hang out with you because i can think i'm a lesbian like and now you have seizures like what's going on <laughs> like it's been two weeks since you thought you were a lesbian like come on now <laughs> because everything in degrassi is so back-to-back <laughs> like you have to be that intersectional you have to be queer and also like disabled like what's next Watch you're your a woman you know what's next you're a girl like oh my god like you're a girl too like you have three things Ugh, i can't <laughs> gosh caitlin just like give us some screen time too please i know like what about me i'm my rickets i have rickets <laughs> you, you never asked me my rickets 
<laughs> you never, you've never once asked about my fucking rickets. You know how much I suffer. That's why I can't be in the play. I'm a stage manager because I have fucking rickets. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Wow. We, we are the um, best human beings on earth. Honestly. If if Susie like that's like if Susie was just like a major cunt, just like. <laughs> I wait till like one of the sweetest characters is made up ter- terrible. Right. Like she's an awful person. Um, yeah, so I'm Susie if she was all that. Yeah, so we have to go to our um super um objective ranking system. Yes. Starting with 80s Canadianness. Um I think the lack of information <laughs> <laughs> The lack of information puts- about epilepsy in general. They're like, here's epilepsy. And then they just, they mic dropped it in the room and then just spread it out like they didn't do anything else. Well, the lack of information, especially with her parents and just like, honestly, the most informed person in this episode was Susie. Everybody else did not know what was going on. Um, So that kind of situated us. Yeah, that kind of situated us in the 80s because today, this episode, you would have been diagnosed and then there would have been like a whole like Googling and research part. It wouldn't have just been like, I have epilepsy and now I don't know what that means and I'm my life is ruined, you know? Yeah. So with that in mind, I would put the 80s-ness of it at like a seven I because would, of that. I would say about the same. Like, yeah, they weren't, they really weren't trying very hard, so. No. Um, what about fashion? Okay, so I have a couple of notes for fashion. Um, okay, so I had notes. I didn't write down what specifically it was, but we had a lot of Miss Avery's looks. Like she was, like she was giving us a lot of shoulder pads, a lot of great looks for Miss Avery, as she always does. We had a couple looks from her, uh-huh. and then we also had Caitlin's mom, who was giving us. She reminded me so much of, um, like the mom from Sixteen Candles. Like, we're just, oh, like, yeah, classic yeah. mom, like, blouse and a skirt. Like, sometimes, like, that, like, uh, is it kitten tie or, like, kitten bow tie? Where it's, like, the blouse that has, it's, like, instead of, like, a button at the top, it has, like, a, a tie that you can tie together. Oh, like a bow? Yeah, but it's not, like, a separate isn't tie. It called, isn't it called, like, a pussy bow or Yes, something? not kitten. Pussy bow, yeah. So, she, mm-hmm. I remember she had at least, like, one she had at least one blouse like that, which is very 80s. Um, and then, of course, Caitlyn with her looks. So I thought we had a lot of fashion in this episode. Okay. Where From, would you put it then? Ooh, I'd probably get like at least an eight. I maybe. agree. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of headbands from Caitlyn. A lot of like weird sweaters and vests. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's so just like serving it up. Um, so acting. I thought the acting was not good. Um, Caitlin did a great job pretending to have a seizure. Um, it was pretty like, yeah, that looked like a seizure to me. Other like people, like, I'm sorry, Susie's whole moment of like trying to educate us about seizures, I thought was atrocious. Because she like also epilepsy. has a tendency. She has this thing. <laughs> she has this thing where it's like, I guess like when she's acting, she's like trying to like convey like she's distra- she's in like distress. Yeah. But it's just her going, na 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 na. Yeah. It's just like Looks like epilepsy. No, don't do that. Josie, call mom. Yeah. Oh, my aunt has epilepsy. It's like literally the same like voice yeah. over and over again. And it's like, it was atrocious. So I feel like that brought the score down because yeah. it was like, Susie girl, like I need you to, I need you to work on that. So I put acting at five because I was I would, like, it was just, I would say it was that. weak. It honestly, like in my mind, it was like just kind of in the middle. Like it was just kind of like average. 
you know, nothing really. Yeah, it wasn't like Shane McKay bad, but it was still just like, try harder, girl. Exactly. But last but not least, plot. Did it go there? No. I feel like they, again, I feel like, honestly, with the kind of B plot, it really kind of took away from like, and they feel like it was obvious. Okay, so Caitlin was going, she has epilepsy. Like, they could have done a big thing of like, you know, it's a serious thing that, you know, you have to take seriously. But at the same time, like, it doesn't hinder you from carrying on with your life. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they, as you kind of mentioned earlier, like, they were just kind of trying to, they were trying to do two different, too many different things. And yeah. it kind of lost because it, was, it got so, yeah, because like, on one hand, it was like, I feel like the message should have been just because you have epilepsy doesn't mean that you can't live a full yeah. life like you were saying. But you still have to manage it. And, like, she has to be responsible to take her medication take and take care of herself so she, can, so she can, like, live that life she wants. But then we get in this whole, like, I'm actually just jealous because I didn't get the part I want. So I didn't get it because of my epilepsy. It, it got, like, a little bit too, like, yeah. there's too much happening. That was, like, I think that definitely um, hindered the plot. And also, let's not forget the fact that we know that it wasn't it's not that significant of a plot line exactly. honestly because she has epilepsy which is a actual like medical condition yeah. not like blue balls it's a real <laughs> medical condition it's a real medical condition. that can affect your life and like you still have to live with and we never hear about it again like, exactly. there's, like except for that one episode in passing we never hear caitlin ever mention like her epilepsy like yeah like, how's that doing? Like, how's that going? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, a, it wasn't significant enough in the the character's plot. Yeah, line it's to, a like, very it's a, a very minor plot in the whole scheme of Degrassi storylines, which like, is crazy because for like a condition that is not just a minor condition, right? I understand if let's say let's say Caitlin had like um, oh she has um, AIDS. Say, asthma. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. I was the other end. I said AIDS, and I was like, "That's the other end." Especially okay, so we're we're going to edit that part out. <laughs> that low, you just say AIDS. I was like, "What the fuck?" No, I mean, like, if she had, she had asthma, I understand that not coming up a lot because, like, yeah, you know, for a lot of people, asthma can you know it's it can be cumbersome, but it's not necessarily like something they have to necessarily like, have to campaign attention to all the time. Caitlin has a- epilepsy. Yeah, how is that not brought up again? Ever, you know? So, with all that being said, I actually would put this at, like, a four, honestly. Because it just was, like, eh. I mean, I, I think, especially because it's, like, it's it should it should be more hard-hitting. And because it doesn't, it, it almost, should. like, backfires, you know? Yeah, it actually makes the score, I think, lower than it would yeah, have been. I because so the anticipation was that, oh, it's going to be a big one. And then it was, like, no, not yeah. really. Like, So, with all that being said... That puts us at 24 Trapper Keepers. Oh, that's one of my favorite numbers. Stage right. For one of my not favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah, so that's 24 Trapper Keepers. Um, I feel like that kind of just puts this episode kind of middle of the road compared to the other ones. But yeah, um, that was our episode. That was Stage Frights. Thank you so much for listening and also bearing with us as we we're trying to still figure out our scheduling mm. we'll get there eventually but um yeah be sure to check us out on social media if you are not it's linked in the description of the podcast so if you're not following us already you should you should be okay yeah we're having fun over there yeah yeah but as always thank you so much for listening and bye broomheads bye broomheads